Welcome back to the Garf Cast. I'm your host, Trevor C. Trevorton. With me, as always, we have Maddie B. Yo, you guys already know who it is. It's Maddie B. And of course, we also have Jacob Pensky. Hello there. Very, very excited for episode two. Very excited. Very excited. And who could forget Sean Lyons? Good morning, boys. Let's get this Garfield bread. How are you today, Sean? You know, I'm I'm ready for this episode too. I enjoyed making the first one, so. Mm-hmm. Yes, because after all, this is the second episode of the Garfcast, episode mm-hmm. number two. And um, on episode number two, we do have a very very special guest. With us today is none other than the one. The only Gilbert Garcia. Why, hello guys. We all know this is gonna be epic. <laughs> <laughs> that's what you have to say, Gilbert. Yeah, yeah. This is this, this is going to be an epic. Episode. I mean, it is gonna be epic. Gilbert, do you know why this is going to be an epic episode? Well, duh. We're talking about Garfield. It's always gonna be epic. Well, yes, we're talking about Garfield every day, but today we're talking about none other than John Arbuckle, because today's topic is, who is John? Everybody's familiar with uh, John Arbuckle. He's Garfield's owner, Um, but but who really is John? Well, I guess I can start it off. Um, Okay, Jacob, you should start it off. You know, John, he's Garfield's... uh, parental figure as much as Garfield you know disobeys and disrespects him he's still a parental figure in his life um of course he's a he's kind of a pushover really is a pushover which of course gives Garfield the the freedom to walk all over him and do whatever he wants which kind of gives Garfield his charm really so John really uh his character really plays well in the the sort of character of Garfield, so I, I think he's a really good, uh, a really good character to have as uh, Garfield's daddy. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Um, to put it plain and simple, the comics really want you to know that John Arbuckle is a loser. You know, he's a work-at-home cartoonist. He he's never gotten a girl. All of his all of his dates go wrong in some form or another. And um, he plays the accordion. Yeah, only nerds play the accordion. Yeah, yeah who plays the accordion? Dude, who would ever think of playing the accordion? Yeah, in case you couldn't notice, I, I play the accordion. <laughs> I mean, you know. So, yeah, so John, John really kind of feeds all of Garfield's bad habits, doesn't he? Because he's the reason he gives... Garfield the lasagna. He's the we- reason that Garfield can just like eat whatever because John always makes it. True. Because um, as Jacob said, John's a bit of a pushover. What does what does Gilbert think? I think yeah, I mean John may be a pushover, but I mean throughout multiple times, John has tried to put Garfield on a diet, and he can be rather strict about. It. And <laughs> two times he's even gone the diet with Garfield. Have you have you? Uh... Taking in all the Garfield media, like like where are you find like, these from movies? Or? No, I mean, 
you know, he, you Garfield's a little tricky cat, you know. Uh, you know, in the Garfield show, in the Garfield show, John, John's been tricked by Garfield many times. Yeah, God. I feel um, like you're just pulling these facts out of your ass or something. You know, this... my ass is right next to me, and I am pulling stuff out of it. As we can, we can definitely tell that Gilbert is a well-researched man when it comes to Garfield. And so, you know, John is often talking to his cat and dog, but something that we know, whatever Garfield says, John can't hear back. He's off. He's just really talking to himself. And there, there was an art project online called Garfield minus Garfield. And um, in that, it was they took classic Garfield strips and just took Garfield and his dialogue out of it to make John seem like a really sad man. <laughs> well, if you think about it, John's life is pretty sad. If you look at like the scale, he can't get a girlfriend. He can't basically can't go anywhere without Garfield being involved. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it's pretty sad, but also he has Garfield with him. And he can't hear Garfield. He only has Garfield's, uh, or we only have Garfield's thoughts, and John only has Garfield's actions. Man, this uh, this took a kind of depressing turn. <laughs> well, uh, I don't think it'll get much better in the dramatic reading. Oh, <laughs> <hell yeah. laughs> Is that a good segue? <laughs> I think I, that you know, is a good. I I feel like we should we should talk more about John, but what else is there to say? His life is pretty basic. He's a loser, nerd yeah. boy. Uh... Matt, do you have anything you want to say about John Arbuckle? Uh, I don't really have too much to say about John, but one thing I thought was interesting about him is I feel like parents can very easy easily relate to him because of mm-hmm. Garfield. Because you know, as a teenager, I can relate to Garfield a lot. You know. I'm yeah. lazy. I don't, I don't like Mondays, and I love lasagna. What teenager does not love lasagna? So, you know, all of John's problems, I feel, are problems that parents have. So, I just feel like that's, that'll make them more interesting to them, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It, it definitely. It's... Yeah, definitely. Definitely. <laughs> um... <laughs> As you can tell, we clearly did all of our research to... <laughs> Truly analyze John Arbuckle. Yeah. But um, so Matt, you we mentioned you mentioned lasagna, and um, <laughs> I did. Gilbert. Yeah. When was the last time you had lasagna? The last time I had lasagna. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna say probably been a few years since i've had lasagna oh my god a few years years. it's been a few years and you have the balls to walk into our podcast of course i did it needs to be a few minutes if you want to sit down with us (laughs) 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 that's kind of sad gilbert it is i think we should get you some lasagna stat this entire episode is making me really sad. This is We're just... talking about <laughs> John the Loser. Garfield, yeah. not Garfield, Gilbert the Loser. <laughs> <laughs> Dang. Maddie, this is our special guest. 
Well, I mean, if you don't eat lasagna, he's not our special guest anymore. If you don't eat yeah. lasagna, he's just a guest. If you don't eat lasagna by the next time you're invited back to the show, which I don't know if there's going to be a next time anymore, but if you do not have lasagna by that time, you're going to just get kicked off mid-episode. <laughs> but um, I guess unless there's anything else people want to say about John, I guess it's time to move on to our segments because uh, let me be honest with you. I don't have a lot to say about John. Well, okay, I do have one thing. That's a lie. Um, we kind of talked about this in the first episode with um, that first comic strip. John is Jim Davis's uh, view of himself. This is how he pictures himself. He's a cartoonist, works at home, bit of a loser, um, wasn't popular in school. And if you look at it, John has three letters, J-O-N. Jim has three letters, J-I-M. So. Whoa. <laughs> I mean, that's very, you know, creators, authors, you know, people who create things often like to write themselves into whatever they do, which in this case, it's kind of gone very far, but Mm -hmm. no. It's definitely taken more exaggerations of the character traits, but you know, they say, write what you know. And Jim Davis wrote what he knew, uh, a goofball who talks to his cat. So, and, you with first. that reasoning, I think it's I think it's okay that, you know, we're kind of loading on on John and calling him a loser because I think that's uh, that he wants to portray that and he wants to popularize that because that, that was himself. So he wants to kind of normalize, you know, being uh, being at home and kind of being a pushover. So I think it's okay that we're uh, calling him a loser i'm just justifying calling him a loser a bunch of times but (laughs) yeah no especially in today's modern society with like nerd culture coming back john would definitely be relatively popular like if he went to a bar or a comic shop he's definitely if you saw john at a comic con he would be he would have his own booth he would be like his own special star for today's era this this brings up a a question so john's a cartoonist does he have anything published in the garfield world or is he like an unsuccessful cartoonist does anybody know well they do talk about his comics like how he makes them in garfield like he talks to garfield like i have to make my comics but i don't know if it's ever been emphasized like like, this is what I'm writing. Or like, if it's just in, Garfield. Well, no, in the first comic, didn't he, like, kind of make it seem like he was kind of writing the comic, though? It, it did make yeah. it seem like John was writing Garfield. Yeah, so... So, is John's comic just Garfield and him trying to perceive Garfield's thoughts? That's deep. And obviously, John makes a living because he's got a house he's got pets he pays for uh all the bills for his house he pays for vet bills you know he's got Odie, so he he makes a living for himself and he's living okay he's not living in poverty so i think he he's doing good financially in john's world did john write like the 
if he didn't write Garfield, did he write the equivalent to Garfield 40 years worth of content? Or in John's world, is Garfield just as popular as it is in our world? Uh, that's interesting. Well, to the figure out that out, question. you're going to have to watch the movie Garfield Gets Real. <laughs> uh, that answers all the questions. <laughs> the Garfield CGI trilogy, which we will be begin discussing next week in the episode in the episode we are discussing garfield gets real so if you would like to watch along with us um between now and next week go watch garfield gets real um and we will uh you can share with us your thoughts for next week if there's anything you want to say we're gonna have a heavy discussion discussion on those movies three hour long episode next week calling it <laughs> I really. So does this uh, end our discussion of John? He's Jim Davis's perception of himself. He's kind of just a pushover goofball, but in the end, lovable and he's friendly. Loves animals and uh, loves Liz. <laughs> I believe this is a perfect way to get into our first segment. Our first segment, the. Dramatic reading with Jacob Penske. Take it over, Jacob. All right. So last week, we looked at the first ever Garfield comic from the 70s. We're going to jump all the way to October 4th, 2016 for uh, today's dramatic reading. And it takes place just uh, in a random room in John's house. John and Garfield. Here it is. I have feelings. They do. I really do. Oh, no you don't. But I don't like to talk about... Oh, that's okay then. Let's see. Oh. Brings a tear to my eye, man. Beautiful. Jeez, wow. <sighs> oh, man. This, this mm-hmm. continues... <laughs> <laughs> John's a loser. Probably help. You know, one of the biggest, I think, themes that come up, especially in this comic strip, is, uh, you know, how men are uh, forced to suffer in silence. And, uh, you know, it's considered uh, manly to suppress your feelings and not liking to talk about them. And I feel like John is really a victim of this societal norm of suffering in silence. And I think uh, Garfield, he doesn't care. Like he, he, uh, John, especially in this one, uh, Garfield doesn't care. He just, John gives him food. He gives him a house, you know. And of course we talked about Garfield uh, could be a star in this realm. So he, he might not care what John feels like, but, uh, John is suffering in silence and, uh, it is, uh, it's hard to, hard to read this comic without getting teary eyed. Well, well, thank you, Jacob. Thank you for that continuation of a depressing episode of the Garth cast. <laughs> What's next? Maddie B. All right. So Maddie B fun- with the fun fact of the day. Fun fact. I, I don't know if this is necessarily a fun fact, but uh, it's definitely a fact. 
So, so I was looking up stuff about John, you know, trying to find a fun fact, and I came across this. So, on May 30th, 1990, a uh, shit was uh, posted where, you know, John takes Garfield to the vet to see what is, you know, usual stuff. But there's a cup on the table, and, you know, John thinks it's coffee, you know, as you do. But then Liz says, congratulations, Mr. Arbuckle. You're going to have, give birth to a fine, healthy litter of puppies. So that caused many fans to think that in that cup was dog semen. Which, I can see where they got that idea. But, uh, I don't know, I feel like that's a bit uh, weird for Garfield. What it actually was, you see, Jim Davis, he grew up on a farm. So whenever a new calf was born, they gave the uh, cows a protein-rich drink to help them give birth, which is what was in that cup. But uh, I don't know. I just thought it was weird how everyone thought it was dog semen for the longest time. And then two years ago, Jim Davis finally came out and gave everyone the clarity that they needed. Well, I'm kind of happy that Jim Davis decided to come out and confirm with the public and their beliefs that it was not, in, the, in fact, dog semen. <laughs> um, I'm going to have to disagree with Jim Davis. I know that that might be his <laughs> creative decision. Wait a minute. But I, based on this evidence that you have given me, Matt, you know, besides the quote from Jim Davis, I'm going to have to agree with the public on this one. On uh, the evidence that people think that it's dog semen. Well, was there anything else in this in this strip? Besides, there, so there was the, there was nothing to say. So he's was. like, mm, coffee drinks it. Congratulations, John. <laughs> like, yeah. Like Jim understands where where this is coming from, right? I mean, in uh, you know, Garfield's kind of a a children's cartoon, but. The creators of children's cartoons always want to have innuendos. Mm-hmm. This, is definitely, <laughs> this is definitely this is definitely a PG joke that he could get away with because no. he doesn't mention semen. He just mentions like oh I'm, oh it's, it could be a protein drink or it could be semen. Wink wink. Isn't semen rich in protein? <laughs> it is. Yeah, it is. I think yeah. one could assume. Maybe that's what I've heard. That's the underlying joke in his statement to refute that it isn't. You know, the, the strip was posted in 1990, and the article only came out two years ago. So it is possible that he just forgot. <laughs> he just he up and forgot, forgot what the, his original intentions were. Yeah. Do you okay? Do you guys think that at like? fan meetups and conventions, Jim Davis was just getting the question like, um, Jim, in issue, whatever, whatever it was, did John drink semen? (laughs) (laughs) And Jim is just sitting there, like, taking aback, like, no, it was a protein drink. Wasn't it obvious? Don't you guys give, you know, pregnant animals these heavy in protein drinks? Come on, guys. Like, it, it's pretty obvious here what's going on. It's not semen, you sick perverts. And then after, like, 20 years of getting asked, um, he was like, guys, protein drink. Yeah, no, I'm still not buying it. Um, 
<laughs> but you know he can think whatever he wants because you know he is the creator and all that. But, yeah, know, his his word is absolutely meaningless. But <laughs> uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with uh, go with I want to believe. Jim, and, if uh, you're out there, uh, one please email please, us. Yeah, please email <laughs> us at the official Garfcast with your thoughts. Two. Would you like to? Would you like to be on the Garfcast? You know, <laughs> no, just, just, just kidding, just kidding, just just kidding, just unless you know, unless you and do. Three unless you want is to you need to come on here and clarify that is it dog semen yeah. or not? Yeah. Gilbert, what is your opinion about this situation? Um, well, from what I've heard, uh, I'm gonna have to you know agree with you and Jake that I'd like to believe that it is semen because uh, you know the author. I feel like he's just trying to play it off. You know, he doesn't want people really knowing that it's semen, but it, you know, really is. Definitely, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> well, I guess it's time to move on to the next segment, uh, Garf in the World, uh, where I discuss a Garfield cameo. And um, today's cameo is is pretty interesting, in my opinion. Um, it is called Garfield, His Nine Lives. And this is a 1984 book of illustrated short stories showcasing the nine lives of comic strip character Garfield. It was adapted into an animated television special in 1988. Um, so this discusses the nine lives because, you know, cats have nine lives. And this discusses Garfield's nine lives. And um, it actually implies that the life that Garfield is at right now is his eight life. And he only has one more after this. Which which is a little little sad, but um, you know the first the first short I'll I'll just give a brief description of all nine uh, short stories. The first one is called In the Beginning, and this is kind of like the creator, you know, God creating cats and such. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and um, it is strongly suggested that Garfield himself is the first cat. So there's that. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, okay. it makes perfect sense. Yeah, exactly. He he is the cat. The second uh, short story is Cave Cat, um, which discusses the first domestication of cats in the cave days. Is Garfield part of that? <laughs> uh, yeah, Garfield like a... is Garfield is the cave cat. Okay. Yeah. 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 This is his nine lives. So. Uh, the third one is the Vikings, and um, it's it's Garfield and Viking, <laughs> Viking time. <laughs> um, okay, and so these these first three were written by Jim Davis, um, but now we're at the fourth one, and it's called Babes and Bullets, written by Ron Tuthill, and it is a parody of like noir fiction, and it's about hard-boiled detective. Sam Spade, S P A Y E D. That's funny. Um, and he's Speaking investigating the suspicious death of a priest. So there's that. <laughs> it, it's it definitely took a very dark turn in in this one. Um, the what is this fifth one? Is the Exterminators? This back to written by Jim Davis. And this is a trio of three stooges like cats chase a mouse and mayhem ensues. 
Garfield comments that he officially retired from the rat race following this life, leading to his strong dislike of mice as a food source. So, you know, cutting back to last week when um, we discovered why Garfield loves lasagna, this this does also play into that. Because mm, he hates so, mice. So, sixth one, written by Jim Davis. It's called Lab Animal, and it's at a secret government facility. Lab Specimen 19GB receives an unusual injection, followed by his escape from the military base. After swimming across a river, the serum has some unusual effects, causing 19GB to become a dog. Fortunately for 19GB, he became the same breed of dog the lab sent out to find him, allowing him to blend in the search for dogs. And, um... This uh, Garfield claims that because of his experience as, as a lab animal, he becomes nauseous at the sight of medical equipment. This most likely explains his fear of the veterinarians. <laughs> so, wow. so there's that. That's a very deep. Yeah. Wow, this is yeah. a really sad episode, huh? This just <laughs> it gets it gets weirder. It gets weirder. We're only. <laughs> um. I already lost track, but the next segment is called The Garden. Uh, this is written and illustrated by Dave Kuhn. Um, so Chloe and her orange kitten play in a magical wonderland-like garden, which was built by Chloe's joyful Uncle Todd. However, as with the Garden of Eden, there is a test of character which the pair must undergo. In this case, a crystal box on a checkered toadstool. The pair approach the crystal the crystal box, <laughs> which they've been told must never be opened. After much suspense, the pair resist the temptation, believing that opening the box could harm Uncle Todd and live happily in the garden forever. The segment is written with flowery prose similar to overly romantic poetry. But um, this continues the um, idea that Garfield is somewhat God-related because we had Garfield being created by God in the first segment, and now we have the Garden of Eden so, is Garfield huh. Jesus? Garfield might be Jesus. <laughs> Definitely uh, is a this... core part of Christianity. <laughs> no, I thought that could be a whole episode in itself. Though, so. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that is that is. Is Garfield God? Um. Now the next one, the next one's really interesting, and this is called Primal Self, written by Jim Davis. Um, an orange house cat by the name of Tiger meets an ancient, primal, dangerous, possibly evil force, causing him to revert to an entirely feral state. The story ends with him preparing to attack his unsuspecting owner, an elderly woman. It is strongly suggested that he kills his owner afterwards. Garfield is shown to be terrified of the events in this life. He is depicted, cowering under a blanket in his commentary on it, remarking that this life taught him that there are elements in a cat that are not to be toyed with. Oh my god! Like this is this this book is really dark after dark episode. And these and most of these are coming from Jim Davis. Yes, so these exactly. are like like it's not even like the least dark ones. The experimental ones aren't written by Jim Davis. A lot of these are written by Jim Davis and his impression of Garfield, like where he believes Garfield got these original character traits. Mm-hmm. It's just fascinating to me. Um, So the eighth one is just called Garfield, and this is the Garfield we know and love. And then, 
but not least, Garfield's ninth life is called Space Cat. And um, kind of figure out what that implies. You know, the futuristic cat. But then that would be Garfield's last life, and then he would be gone from this earth. So when wow. do you guys think that Garfield will move on from this life? When, when do you think he'll become Space Cat? I'm wondering if when Jim Davis passes away, if there will be like a final strip that he has prepared where Garfield just closes his eyes and takes a nap. And then the Space Cat, Garfield, the Space Cat franchise is boring. <laughs> <laughs> yes, obviously, obviously. And he just has, he has all this merch on cue. And then yeah. <laughs> once he dies, it's just released out into the world. <laughs> it's what the people want, I mean. Well, this has truly been um, <laughs> depressing. Sean. Actually, wait, before we move on. Gilbert. Yes. How does, um, how does Garfield's Nine Lives make you feel? You know, it makes me feel kind of sad that we know that his ninth life is going to be Space Cat. <laughs> I kind of wish we didn't know that. So whenever Garfield decides to move on to his next life, we just get slapped with a Space Cat. <laughs> I think that would have been, think that would have been better. Mm-hmm. So keep it, keep his ultimate plan secret of the next line of Garfield merch. Yeah, I think that'd yeah. be perfect. Mm-hmm. Well, I do believe it is time to move on to the next and final segment of the show. What would Garf do with Sean Lyons? Sean, right. do you have so, anything to brighten our day? Well, I wanted I wanted to um, continue on the topic of like John, so and Garfield. So, <laughs> what would Garfield do if? John wasn't around. Now, <laughs> that's not really the most uh, brightening of mood questions, but it's also not insisting that John's dead. Just more like, what if John was not around and it was just Garfield and Odie? How would how would Garfield's um, comics be without John? Well, they obviously couldn't call it Garfield. Why not? Without John? <laughs> I know how John would be without I'm, Garfield I'm, I'm because sure we've seen the comic strip Garfield minus Garfield where it's just mm-hmm. Garfield's doing the same stuff but he's talking to himself and going slightly insane rather than having a cat to express feelings onto. But if it was uh-huh. the other way around, Garfield minus John, I think it would be a different story. Garfield character would truly change if he didn't have Garfield or John to rely on. Um, If from the beginning that this happened, Garfield probably would not be as fat as he is because John is part of the reason. And I think that's why John is um, so strict with the diets because John deep down knows that he's the reason Garfield is fat. He's an enabler. Mm -hmm. We should get John Garfield on Dr. Phil. (laughs) <laughs> um, but like you said, if it was just Garfield and Odie, if John didn't exist, Garfield would never have met Odie because Garfield's roommate, Lyman, brings Odie into the Garf house when he was living with him for a little bit. 
And then when Lyman leaves to go on to his new life, he asks John to take care of Odie. And John's like, of course. And Garfield's like, oh, brother, or whatever. He's like, bruh. (laughs) Uh, So Garfield would truly be on his own. Um, And it just wonders, uh, after Garfield got kicked out of the Italian restaurant that we learned about (laughs) last week, (laughs) who would have picked him up from the animal shelter? Hmm. Maybe really uh... You first, Jake. Oh, no, you, you go. Oh, I was I just want... gonna say. I was just gonna say maybe it would have been Gilbert, and then proceed to ask Gilbert his opinion about the. <laughs> what would Garfield be without John? And then Gilbert responds. Yeah, well, what? Gilbert. I think Gilbert would say after picking up Garfield from the shelter. Um, you know, I feel like Garfield. You know, he definitely would change without John, since John. You know, being the pushover guy he is, you know, he did feed him a lot, you know, gave Garfield whatever he wanted. But um, I feel like if Garfield was to have a different owner or someone was to pick him up differently, um, I feel like if he got an owner similar to John, it would have been, you know, similar the same way with his eighth life. But uh, if it was like a different owner, like stricter stuff, I feel like Garfield's character for his eighth life would probably change a lot. It wouldn't be as lazy and, you know, eating lasagna every day. Yeah, so you're saying that uh, Garfield is the way he is because of John. Like, Well, I mean, of uh, course, you know, what Trevor said, his life's have been affected. You know, he's learned a lot of stuff from, like, the different lives he had. But um, I feel like with his way he is like, now in his eighth life, yes, he's been affected by John. John and they're, like, kind of together. Very, very deep stuff. Thank you, Gilbert. Uh, anybody else have anything they want to say about Garfield without John? I think John provides Garfield with a house and food and everything that he needs for a life. So, I mean, Garfield very well could have just been adopted by another person who will give him the same things that John gave him. But if he didn't, and, well, I, and we go into an alternate timeline where Garfield is on the streets, that would be a, a fun movie, I think, if we just saw Garfield being born onto the streets and then, like, developing into this character who needs to fend for himself and learn survival tools and steal food and uh, fight other feral cats. I think uh, Garf on the streets would be a very... A very fun, fun movie to see. <laughs> so, Jacob. Garf in the hood gone wrong. Jacob, what I'm hearing is the Garf cast original movie, Garfield on the Street. <laughs> the short it's gonna, film is going to happen. It's going to happen. <laughs> uh, we're going to start writing the screenplay. <laughs> we're going to uh, get get some voice actors, some animators, and we're going to make this uh, happen. If Jim Davis doesn't um, want to pick it up, we'll... Well, I feel like we should do a live action. Yeah. <laughs> we'll dress up as Garfield <laughs> and other cats, and it'll be like the musical Cats, but with Garfield on the streets mm-hmm. without music. Meow. <laughs> Meow. <laughs> okay, well, this has definitely been a depressing episode of the Garfcast. <laughs> uh, today, we've learned that John needs help and um, he should probably go see a therapist because um, he's really just a sad goofball of a man that 
expresses his emotions onto a cat. Garfield's life is depressing, and once he dies, he's gonna become space cat. Time lives were very yeah, interesting. We, yeah, we learned that John drank dog semen. We learned that John <laughs> drank dog semen. Thank you. This is uh, just a very hard hitting episode on John and and Garfield overall, and not in a good way. <laughs> well, wait a minute. All right, I saw something. So, yes. if John is supposed to be Jim Davis, does that mm-hmm. mean Jim Davis has drank dog semen before? Okay. <laughs> okay. And, uh, and on that note, I do believe it is time to end this very depressing episode of the Garfcast. We will see you next week with our review of Garfield Gets Real. So go home and watch it right now. It's on Netflix. And, uh, you know, we'll discuss it next week. Uh, thank you, Gilbert, for joining us on this very special and very depressing episode of the Godcast. Hope, ha- hope to have you back soon. And uh, until next time, this is the Godcast.